Thank you, New York. Today, we're reminded of the power of community and the power of coming together. Athletes, on your mark. The first woman to finish for the second straight year here in the New York City Marathon is Mickey Gorman, a smiling Mickey Gorman, and why not? 2.29.30, the time for Gritterbikes. Look at the emotion of Shalane Flanagan as she comes to the line. Pointing to his chest, pointing to the USA. He so proudly wears across his chest. A great day for Beth Kapleski. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Set the Pace, the official podcast of New York Roadrunners. Great to have you with us, as always. I'm Rob Simulcare, the CEO of New York Roadrunners, and I'm usually joined by 2009 New York City Marathon champion Meb Kofleski, but Meb is actually on a trip this week. He's headed to India, where he'll be serving as the brand ambassador for the Tata Mumbai Marathon this coming weekend. Can't wait to hear from Meb when he's back from India about that trip and that marathon. That's a big one, and can't wait to have Meb back. He'll be back soon. But in the meantime, we are here flying solo. Got a great episode coming up. Uh, as far as the running goes, of course, January can be a relatively slow month for some of our runners. This is actually a rare weekend off from racing at New York Roadrunners this weekend. Our next race is still more than a week away. It's the Fred LeBeau Half Marathon, which of course is named for one of the founders of New York Roadrunners, Fred LeBeau. And it features not one, not two, but three times up Harlem Hill, which is, to me at least, the hardest hill to run in Central Park. So for those brave souls who want to go three times up Harlem Hill, we'll see you in a couple of weekends at the Fred LeBeau Half. If you're not running the Fred LeBeau Half, but you want to hit that spring season ready to run, check out our website. We've got a blog post there which has some great tips on how to have an active off-season. I use a lot of those tips myself, so we'll drop that link to the blog post in the show notes. Check it out so you can stay active and be ready to hit the ground running when your running season kicks off. We have a really special show for you today. As many of you know, New York Roadrunners has raised more than $450 million for charities since 2006. And in fact, 2023 was our best year ever. Our runners raised a record-breaking $63 million for charity in 2023 alone. And we're so proud of our official charity partner program. And one of our outstanding charities since 2015 has been Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. If you're not familiar with Alex's Lemonade Stand, it started with a four-year-old girl named Alex Scott, who was diagnosed with a terminal form of childhood cancer just before her first birthday. When she was four, she told her parents that she wanted to set up a lemonade stand in their front yard. Her plan was to give the money she raised to doctors to help them find a cure. In 2004, when Alex passed away at the age of eight, her stand and the inspiration from it had raised more than a million dollars toward finding a cure for the disease that took her life. Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation was founded in 2005 with the mission to change the lives of children with cancer. Their team in the TCS New York City Marathon is called Team Lemon. And since its first marathon with us in 2015, Team Lemon has raised more than $390,000. That is a lot of research funded, a lot of lives touched just by running. But running is one of their many, many initiatives. And so today, here to tell us about the very personal story of how Alex's Lemonade Stand came to be, 
about their mission and about the difference their charity has made. Alex's father and the co-executive director of the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, Jay Scott, is here to join us. Jay, uh, it's such a pleasure to have you on Set the Pace. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. It's uh, nice to be here. Jay, this is, um, you know, the timing of this is special in a lot of ways. Uh, the day that this podcast will actually uh, debut on the day that would have been Alex's 28th birthday. Tell us about Alex and how she was able to start this movement, which has turned into a, an incredibly successful foundation to fund uh, care for kids with cancer. Well, in, in many ways, Alex was just a normal kid. In many ways, she was she was not a typical kid. You know, she she wanted a lot of the same things that kids want, but th her reality was that she was diagnosed with cancer when she was one, and she fought cancer her whole life until she passed away at eight and a half. But in those short years of eight and a half years, she accomplished a lot, including setting a goal of setting up a lemonade stand to help kids with cancer, which, you know, we thought was a cute idea, but she raised over a million dollars before she died and just sort of setting, setting the foundation up to succeed. And she's sort of the, you know, the engine behind the train that is Alex's lemonade in inspiration. And between the time she was four and the time she was eight, how did this come to life? How did this, this, the lemonade stand concept turn into something that's now a a foundation that's raised hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, she set up that first lemonade stand in our front yard. She raised over $2,000. Her second lemonade stand in the front yard raised over 12,000. Third one raised over 20,000. And what happened was people were hearing about her, what she was doing. And they started setting up their own fundraisers in their front yards and then sending her the money. And so you know, it was completely organic. It just sort of happened. It was before social media even existed, but she was able to somehow inspire people to get up and to make a difference in their own communities and then to send the money to her so that she could help kids with cancer. Jay, what do you think Alex would think of her dad uh, running a marathon and all these folks, uh, many of whom, of course, she, you know, never would have known running marathons for her and the movement she started. But, but even just for you, Jay, you, you weren't running marathons back then. What do you think she'd think of uh, her dad running marathons? I think she'd think it, it was funny, but I think that she would probably be encouraging and, um, you know, try to sort of help me if I was hitting a rut or if I was hitting a wall getting me through it. You know, she went through a lot in her life where she was actually paralyzed during one of her surgeries to take out her cancer. And although we were told that she would never walk, she learned how to walk first with a walker, then with leg braces and eventually without leg braces. And although her gait was not, you know, typical of how somebody walks and sometimes she would have to hold onto a table or a wall, she walked into school for, I think, second grade without braces on. And to make it even more amazing, she never regained sensation in her legs. So she couldn't feel her legs, but she learned how to walk through determination. And it's kind of like when I would hit a wall, I would think about what she went through to learn how to walk. Just so like first when I wanted to do a marathon, if I thought I couldn't do it, I would say, you can do it. Think about what Alex did. That's powerful. And that, that's got to really be 
so powerful for you, for the the other runners who run on Team Lemon to benefit Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. I mean, we talk about it on this podcast all the time, what a difference it is to run for yourself, which of course is great to run for your health or whatever it is that that you get out of running. Those are all great. But when you're running for something so much bigger, you know, when you have the the inspiring story of someone like Alex who went through so much, you know, hitting the wall at 20 miles doesn't seem like much, right? When you when you compare it to what you know your daughter went through in her short life. Oh, it makes it so much easier. You know, one time I did a marathon across the Grand Canyon. So down to the bottom and then up the other side. And I knew it was going to be tough, but I brought pictures of, you know, 50 kids with cancer with me so that I knew when I would, when I would be thinking, you can't finish, you're not going to do this. I could take their pictures out and look at them and gain inspiration. Um, Cause we were raising money for Alex's lemonade while we were logging those miles across the Canyon. And those kids were our inspiration. It's just incredible. Um, what was her ability to appreciate at that time, Jay, what she had done um, in such a short time and in such a short life? Um, h- how much was she able to grasp the enormity of what she'd actually had accomplished? Well, I don't know if she grasped the enormity of what she was starting. In some ways, I think she did, but you know, I think she just wanted to make a difference. You know, when you're, when you're a kid and most of your friends you meet in the hospital and they start dying, it, it, it really changes a kid. And the way it changed her was it changed her to, to want to make a difference for her other friends. And I think that's one of the reasons that she decided she wanted to try to raise money for her lemonades with her lemonade stand. And, you know, what really moved her to, um, want to, want to raise money was she was really, really sick. And we were told she was dying when she was four, she was on morphine 24 hours a day. And she went in and got her first experimental treatment. And when she left that treatment, first of all, the treatment, she had to be in isolation for, for three or four days because she was radioactive. But when she left, she said a couple things to us. She said that treatment worked. She was completely off pain medicine. And then she said she wanted to go shopping for a Christmas dress. So literally the kid that we were bringing home from that treatment was different than the kid we brought in. And it was shortly after that, she said she wanted to set up this lemonade stand. And when we said, you know, why she said, I want to come up with treatments like the one, the one I got, um, what she called was the one I got in Philadelphia. Cause we traveled to Philadelphia for her to get that treatment. Mm. And then after she was raising money for a couple of years, um, you know, she asked us, you know, what are we doing with the money? And she said, and we said, you know, you know what we're doing with the money, we're giving it to the hospital so they can research neuroblastoma, which was a type of cancer that she had. And she said, and this was really a turning point. We realized afterwards, she said, that is so selfish. We said, well, what do you mean it's selfish? She said, we should be funding all types of childhood cancer research, not just neuroblastoma, because all kids want their, their cancer to go away. Wow. And as parents, we wanted to find a cure for neuroblastoma. But as a patient, Alex wanted to find a cure for, for all kids. And so we honored her wish and we started funding all types of childhood cancer. And it really probably made us, you know, brought us to where we are today. Because if we were only funding neuroblastoma, I don't think we would have grown to where we are, the largest childhood cancer charity. And the growth has been incredible, Jay, um, since uh, the inception of the foundation. It's raised 
$250 million. In addition to the lemonade stands, which are a, a great initiative that a lot of folks have probably seen out there, what are the initiatives that have allowed you to have this kind of fundraising success? How have you guys done it? I mean, we've been really, really lucky in that we raise money a lot of different ways. We have tens of thousands of people that help us raise this money, ranging from setting up a lemonade stand. You know, we have Team Lemon where people run marathons and do sort of, you know, sort of more other other types of um, physical challenges to raise money for us. We have a, an event called the Million Mile in the month of September where we try we get people to go a million miles while they're raising money for childhood cancer. We do culinary events. We have partnership with chefs. We have a lot of companies that um, support us. So we're really lucky to have a diverse way of raising money. We're not just, we don't just do it one, one way like a lot of charities do. Tell us a little more about the million mile challenge. Is that, is that for cycling or what, what, what is the million mile challenge exactly? I'll tell you how the million mile got started first, because I think, I think it's a story you might enjoy. Um, I, I like to run. I have a, a group of friends that like to run. And so every year from Thanksgiving to New Year's, we would challenge each other to one, run every day. If you, if you, if you missed a day, you were out of the challenge and you had to run outside. There was no running on a treadmill. So, you know, we all live in the Northeast, so it would be cold, but you had to get out there and run every day. And then what that turned into was to see who could run the most miles from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And I remember, I remember one night, um, I was an, I'm a night runner. I came home from run. I ran to um, the pharmacy to get something, but, you know, to get some extra miles, I ran to the next town and I came back. It was snowing. It was like, you know, 10 degrees out. And I said to my wife, I am having so much fun with this challenge. And so, so are the, the rest of the guys. I said, I think we could turn this into a fundraiser for Alex's lemonade. And so that was the impetus to start it. Let's challenge people to do something for a month. You know, you know, it's hard enough to get people to do something for a day. So it was kind of a crazy idea. And then we said, let's, let's, let's challenge people to go a million miles because we didn't think we could make it. You know, we just thought it was just like a crazy, crazy idea. And, um, and we have gotten thousands and thousands of people to sign up. And when we started, it was a run. It was called the Million Mile Run. Now it's just called the Million Mile because we had people that were cyclists and walkers and people doing other things that wanted to contribute their miles. But the start of it, it was just running. Um, we get, I think this year we might've had 12,000 people sign up and to dedicate a month of going miles and raising money for kids with cancer. And we had a million miles this year and we raised something like $3 million doing it. Incredible. What month is that for those who might want to sign up for the next one? It's the month of September, which is childhood cancer awareness month. It's a lot of fun, you know, and you know, you, people put together teams, you know, you have teams, you can set goals for your teams, set goal for yourself. Um, it's all integrated in our website and it's really, it's really a lot of fun and it gets you to move. Absolutely. The, the, the run streak that a lot of people have going, it, it, it's just a an ex, you know, reason to get up and run every day, uh, move every day, which is a, is, is important for a lot of folks. No question about it. Um, what about your running Jay, and, and how long have you been a runner? Um, how has Alex's Lemonade Foundation and uh, the, the Team Lemon as well, how has that ended up impacting your own journey as a runner? Yeah, so I, I love to run. My knee's been giving me trouble the past couple of years, so I'm doing more cycling. But nothing gives me the feeling of running like running does. And um, 
what I like to tell people is I like to run long distances really slow because I'm, I'm not fast. Um, but I don't know there's nothing like going out for, for a long run. And, you know, I, if you asked me 20 years ago, would I ever run a marathon? I would tell you no, but now I can't imagine having not run marathons. I, I don't know how many marathons I've run, but I've, I've run a lot of marathons and there's nothing like it to me. You know, the challenge on your body, the challenge on your mind, being out there, just logging those miles and having your thoughts to yourself is just incredible to me. And, um, you know, I, I one time ran a marathon by accident because I was doing a training run for a marathon and I would have, I would have someone drop me off and then I would run home. So then I don't have a choice, but to finish the run. And I miscalculated where they had should have dropped me off. And I got to, I got to 20 miles and realized that I was still seven or eight miles from home. And, uh, my cell phone, my cell phone died. And so I didn't have a choice, but to finish that run. And, um, and it went, by noon I had, I had done, I think 27 miles. It was like 90 degrees out. <laughs> My neighbor saw me. They're like, what's going on? You don't look that great. I said, uh, <laughs> I don't feel that great, <laughs> but, uh, I went inside. I, I ate a container of strawberries, drank a lot of water. And I went to bed for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I have had some longer than planned runs myself. Uh, so I know exactly how that can happen. I understand you've had some marathons. You actually meant to run as well. You ran the Philadelphia marathon. What was that like? And, you know, one thing I wonder is that the training and the running of these marathons, how has that helped you not just succeed with Alex's Lemonade Foundation, but also the, I'm sure what's had to be a significant emotional side of what you've gone through as well and the loss of your daughter. Yeah. I, I think running marathons shows you that you can do things that you never thought you could do. It's really, really great for your mind. Um, the sense of accomplishment. My first, my first marathon was Philadelphia. And I remember going to the expo and my wife came with me. And while we were walking through the expo, I said to my wife, I think I made a mistake. And she said, what do you mean? I said, everyone in here is, is, is like in shape. They're thin. I said, I'm 220 pounds. And I think I might've made a mistake, but, um, I finished Alex's Lemonade Stand, Jay, has been a TCS New York City Marathon partner since 2015 and has raised almost $400,000 for the foundation, $65,000 in this year's race alone. Can you share some highlights from, from this year's marathon and, and what the team means, Team Lemon, to the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation? I'm always amazed at the number of people who are willing to go out and not only run a marathon, which is hard enough as it is, but then committing to raising money at the same time. And none, none more impactful than our, than our team at, at, in New York city, you know, both because, you know, they have to raise a, a pretty decent amount of money, but you got a hard race coming up. And, and so we love, we love the partnership with, with, uh, with the New York marathon and, um, Amazingly, we have people that join Team Lemon for multiple races, multiple years. So we have people who have done New York multiple times or they'll go and do one of our other races uh, in other years too. One of your favorite quotes, Jay, and I love this quote too, the power of one is strong, but the power of many is stronger. And I, I can relate to that as a runner. When I've run as part of a team, it's a big difference. 
um, especially when that team is trying to achieve something. What does that quote do for you and for your runners uh, when it comes to to making this successful, making Team Lemon successful? And how, how do you think it makes your runners better? I think it makes I think it makes achieving the goal of doing the marathon, especially if it's somebody's first marathon. You know, it's difficult mentally, it's difficult physically. You know, it's a challenge. It's a little bit scary, but if you have the backing of other team members that can help you through the tough spots, help help you when you sort of are training and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do my long run this weekend, but if you have somebody else that's doing it and going through it and you can talk it through with them. And, and then a lot of these, um, you know, marathon charity teams have a, have a coach. People should take advantage of that coach. Uh, that's what they're there for. You know, if you, if you're having trouble, if you need, need to adjust your plan, call the coach, let them, let them help you do it because they've been there with so many other runners and they've got the experience and they can get you through it and get you to your goal of, of race day and, and finishing at a time that you want to finish at. Jay, let's talk about your own running a little bit. And not only have you worked with Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, not only have you guys created Team Lemon, but you took it to another level, Jay, actually running a marathon dressed as a lemon. Uh, tell us about that for a second. How, how difficult is that? And what, what are the reactions you get from folks as you are running 26.2 miles dressed as a yellow piece of citrus fruit <laughs> running running a marathon as a lemon as a lemon is is difficult but it's fun and i think i think the pros out outweigh the cons in that you get so much energy from the crowd when they see you in a, in a costume that their cheering gets you going the one drawback is that it's really hot it's very very warm it doesn't breathe well so i think the second time that i was wearing the, the lemon costume i i had to do some modifications and get some some uh, airflow through the sides because otherwise it was like I was in a sauna. <laughs> but yeah, anything you could do to, to help the crowd cheer you on is definitely a positive. Have you ever seen a lime out there running the race? And if you did, how much pressure would there be for the lemon to beat the lime? That's a, a rivalry that's well known. Yeah. If, if there was a lime, the lemon was definitely going to win or get hurt trying. <laughs> <laughs> But the lemon's not very fast. I tell you, <laughs> I can run far, but not fast. Uh, and and you know, I mean, I'm sure that it's 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 got it's fun. Obviously, it's it's great to run. It's great to run as a lemon. But you know, you hit that wall, no matter how you're dressed. How much does it help you when you do hit that wall to know what it is you're running for? It, it's so easy to give up, but when you know that you're running for these kids with cancer, anything you can do running a marathon is not as hard as what they're going through. So that's what, that's how you keep it in perspective. You may have, have it tough right now, but these kids have it so much tougher and that gets you through the toughest days, the toughest miles. Um, just thinking about what somebody else is going through and how, you know, as bad as you think you have it, you actually have it pretty easy. Jay Scott, it's been such a pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you so much for, for telling us about Alex, about the foundation, about Team Lemon. Um, congratulations on everything that you have done. Um, and uh, we can't wait to see you again and members of Team Lemon again at the starting line of the TCS New York City Marathon and many other races as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you at another marathon.
You can make an impact in the fight against childhood cancer by joining Team Lemon, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation's charity running program. With charity bib options in the TCS New York City Marathon and the Chicago Marathon, or the option to bring your own bib to any race, you can make a difference by raising awareness and much-needed funds for research. To join Team Lemon or learn more, visit teamlemon.org. And speaking of Team Lemon, uh, this week's New York Roadrunners member of the week ran the 2023 TCS New York City Marathon with Team Lemon, a team that raised more than $65,000. Alex Daniels, welcome to Set the Pace. It's great to have you on. First of all, tell us why you ran the marathon in 2023 as a part of Team Lemon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've always been um, really into running um, for a number of years now. Um, and I've kind of slowly in the last few years, I've kind of worked up to starting to run marathons, um, which has been like a big a big hobby of mine. Um, and kind of simultaneously, I had um, kind of a number of, of experiences throughout um, college and then after college working um, for a lab that was actually funded by Alex's Lemonade Stand, um, which is an incredible organization that was able to fund so much amazing research that I got to take part in. And I think that kind of my my love of running and then my love of the research I was able to take part of and the experiences I had, it kind of all you know came together um, in this kind of incredible opportunity to run the New York Marathon, which is, you know, as a runner is, um, and a marathon runner is, you know, a goal for so many people. And then to be able to kind of simultaneously do that while getting to support an organization that was very, um, you know, close to me. And I got to see, you know, how important and amazing it is. Um, it was kind of a, a perfect opportunity for me. Alex, it must have been great to be able to have that sort of full experience of running to benefit the Alex's Lemonade Stamp Foundation and also knowing the work yourself since you're doing that uh, in the lab. What was that like to be running with a, this, this organization that you knew so much about where the money was going? Absolutely. I think it was really um, such a unique and kind of, you know, incredible experience to have spent so many years um, seeing kind of, you know, the benefits that an organization like Alex's Lemonade Stand has um, on so many, you know, on so many children's lives that, you know, suffer from, um, lots of, you know, terrible different kinds of cancer. And I think that, you know, having that kind of experience, it really, you know, it really was a, a huge motivator for me, uh, both in terms of like my fundraising and as well as just in running. Um, and I think that, you know, it really, um, it felt really, really great to be able to, even though I'm now, you know, no longer part of that research lab, um, still kind of be able to feel connected to that work and be able to kind of give back um, to something that I, you know, really care so much and had such a big impact on me. Alex, we still have Jay Scott, the father of Alex and team and, and Alex's, uh, the original Alex's Lemonade Stand uh, is with us. And uh, Jay, you want to say hi and, and any questions you have for Alex? No, I just want to say hi, Alex, and thank you for, you know, doing the marathon on Team Lemon. We really appreciate that. And I just, to come full circle again, the lab that um, Alex worked in, made a major discovery for the cancer that our daughter had, um, neuroblastoma, uh, so much so that they, the discovery that they made led to a, a cure for a segment of kids that have neuroblastoma. And then we found out last year that our daughter, Alex actually had that, um, that same marker. So had, had she been alive today, 
she would likely be cured from her cancer because of a discovery um, in the lab that Alex worked in, which is amazing. That's incredible. Um, Alex, did you know that? I actually did know that. I actually had the privilege of getting to actually take part in the um, the process of uh, managing the actual the the, uh, the DNA that came from Alex in the lab. A big part of my my work there was actually getting to study a lot of the genetics of lots of the patients that we um, were able to see in the lab. And so I actually had the privilege of you know taking part in that and um, actually coming to some of those discoveries. Um, so it's, it's great to meet you, Jay. And I, I really, um, you know, it's amazing to, you know, speak to you. And I think that so much of the work your foundation has done is, um, has been very inspiring to me. And, um, it's been really amazing to get to see, you know, what kind of positive impact it has on so many kids, um, today who I had the privilege of meeting during my time at, at the hospital. Thank you. And, you know, we appreciate you and the work that you, you've done. Yeah, it's really incredible just to, to see that, uh, full circle, right? That really is an incredibly full circle story, um, right up until, you know, actually finding a cure for the, the form of cancer that, uh, that caused Alex to lose her life, Alex Scott. So, um, Alex Daniels, uh, incredible to have you here with us. Um, what about your running? How did the marathon go? Uh, did you have a good day? And are, are we going to see you back at the starting line of some more races? I I had a, a both uh, I had an incredible race and also um, probably the hardest race I've had of my life. I have I have run uh, four marathons before this one, and I think that I came into this one feeling pretty confident in myself. You know, I'd done it a couple times before, um, and I had heard the New York course was really challenging. You know, I'd heard uh, it's pretty hilly, um, but I I don't know. I felt I felt I felt really pretty confident, um, and I got a. Uh, I got, you know, I got humbled. <laughs> I definitely got humbled, but um, I had a, an incredible experience. You know, the New York crowd is just unbelievable. Um, it's unlike anything I've ever done in my life to get that kind of energy from the crowd. And um, I, I absolutely plan on running it again, hopefully in the very near future. You know, it's been known to do that, the course in New York, to humble a runner <laughs> or two between the bridges and the hills. So don't feel... Uh, don't feel like it was just you. It's happened to many, and we, we hope <laughs> to see you back again at the starting line in Staten Island because the experience, as Meb would tell you if you were here, makes a really big difference. So uh, we hope to see you again. Alex Daniels, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations on your accomplishment uh, and your support of Team Lemon. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right. This is normally the part of our show where we do the Meb Minute, but we're lacking Meb this week. So instead, I'm going to give you a, another tip. And it's really about how to run for some of these races that are sold out. If you don't get in through the, the drawing, you can still run for charity. The United Airlines NYC Half, of course, one of our great races. It starts in Brooklyn. Then you make your way over the Manhattan Bridge and get to run through Times Square, which, by the way, is one of only two times that it's closed each year, the other being New Year's Eve. And that race finishes in Central Park. Well, the United Airlines NYC half has been sold out for weeks. The drawing happened. A lot of folks didn't get in, but you can still run it with one of our official charity partners, just like so many runners have done for Alex's Lemonade Stand. You've heard it firsthand from Jay Scott talking about what an incredible impact charity runners have had on that organization, Alex's Lemonade Stand, as well as so many other great charities. We've got so many great charity partners out there, more than 250 involved in the United Airlines NYC half with missions ranging from animal rights to cancer research to social services 
here in New York City and beyond. So whatever you're passionate about, you will definitely find a charity team to make your miles have more meaning. You can find all of our United Airlines NYC Have Charity Partners on our website at nyrr.org slash runforcharity. That's nyrr.org slash runforcharity. We're going to drop that URL in the show notes too. And if instead of the half, you're already thinking about the marathon, an opportunity to run on the Alex's Lemonade Stand, Team Lemon, or one of our other charity partner teams, that's going to open up at the end of March at that same URL. So keep an eye out. Maybe you're in the drawing for the marathon, and if you don't get in, you can go right to that same URL, nyr.org slash runforcharity at the end of March to look for teams to run the TCS New York City Marathon with. I can tell you from personal experience, it is an incredible way to experience the marathon. So make sure you check it out. And that brings us to the finish line for this episode of Set the Pace. We've missed Meb, but we can't wait to hear about his trip to the Mumbai Marathon when he gets back. I want to thank once again Jay Scott of Alex's Lemonade Stand, as well as Alex Daniels, a member of Team Lemon at last year's TCS New York City Marathon, who gave us the inside scoop of what it was like to run with Team Lemon. A reminder to our listeners, if you want to run the United Airlines New York City half on a charity team, we've put that link in the show notes. That's it for this week. Next week, we've got a great show, a little bit of a departure from our usual, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, don't forget to leave a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. We love hearing from our listeners, love seeing you out there. So if you see us at a race, please come by, say hi, and thanks for being a listener, of course. We'll see you next week.